Good evening, how are you? Bonoche, como você está? It's Saturday, February 25th. It's about 8 p.m. This is Hackers Podcast number 249. Here we go. And welcome, welcome back to the podcast. I am your um, host, Gummo. And I'm Crash. Hey, man, what's going on? What's up, dude? <laughs> it's been a few weeks. It's been a minute, yeah. Well, it's been a week. It's been a week. Well. A week. Technically, yeah. a week. But for everyone else, it's been two weeks. It's, yeah. 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 <laughs> Ah, well, you know, again, I apologize about the whole levels things, man. You know, I, uh, yeah, human. Well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's why audio checks are a thing. That way we can actually figure out whether or not we have audio issues, technical difficulties or whatever. It was literally the one time that we never did an audio yeah, check. Yeah, but you know what? We prevailed. We went through, <laughs> ran a talk, and we, uh, everyone was happy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you. How are you? I, I Good. I heard through the uh, grapevine that you were in Belize this week. Yeah, no, uh, I was actually. Um, yeah. you know, I was v- visiting some friends and whatnot, hanging out. Right on, right on. Uh, right on. Yeah. Weather was good, yeah? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, all right, man. Yeah. Well, good, good. Uh, d- d- now, I know you are the connoisseur of smoking all things uh, uh, considerable, and I was just yeah. wondering, was there any good smoke down there? Uh, I mean... For those I- that uh, are in the know? <clears throat> maybe well for me i usually when i visit i get it from you know people that i'm visiting so i I don't know if there's really any legal stuff there or not recreational or whatnot um but yeah like the stuff that i had was good it was very good Um, so yeah 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 if you you got a um a hookup down there over there yeah well it's good to see you back here you know you got a nice little tan yeah (laughs) looking real great you didn't get sunburned like last year no last year i got burned to a crisp as it was peeling and whatnot not a big fan of that it hurts i I still still feel so responsible for that no it's fine i used aloe and it wasn't that bad (laughs) so yeah yeah but i enjoyed my time there so yeah shout out yeah shout out shout out to uh our listeners in belize yeah belize well, yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, while you were off uh, traveling the exotic uh, lands, you know, I'm here uh, grinding away on a project. Yeah, you want to talk about it? Uh, well, you know, right. I, I, I would, you know, I or is it still kind of like of can't right? Yeah, yeah no, no, I you get know, the, the, the NDA kind of stuff. Yeah, NDAs and yeah. confidentiality, confidentiality, integrity, and mm-hmm. availability situation that you find yourself into. So right. Eventually, I will. That's cool, though. Yeah, you know, you got to be careful with that. You know, one thing I see about people in tech, tech you know, in um, infosec, mm-hmm. is that they, you know, they're that they, you know, and, and I'm on Twitter, you know, and one thing I see is, you know, like uh, someone I don't know anyone who who does is in infosec, and they they'll talk about a, a previous client. And they're like, well, for so-and-so that I used to work with, blah, 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 they did blah, 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 blah. And I'm, I'm sitting here going, holy crap, you know, you're literally, you know, breaking the fundamental values of the CIA rules of you know, cybersecurity, you know. There's a lot of companies that do that. Um, you know, they'll get, like, compliance requirements or whatnot, and then they'll just completely ignore them. And it's like, oh, we got to uh, make sure that this server's got 
uh, I don't know, these ports closed and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're still running, you know, like RDP and all sorts of remote connections. Oh, yeah, lying like on com- compliance reports. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like lying on the emissions reports, if, it, you know, uh, if the listeners are familiar with that. Um, you know, like what, last year, a couple of years ago, whatever, uh, for, was it like Hondas or something? Thing. Either way, yeah, like uh, car, car manufacturers lie on emissions reports, depending on the manufacturer, of course, but um, yeah, it's similar to that. It's kind of silly. There's no real reason to skirt compliance unless you're really trying to save money. But at the end of the day, are you really saving money if you're shorting your compliance requirements? Because what happens if you short your your requirements and then in the end have a bigger fee or some sort of, you know, whatever it may be because of that short, right? And, and so I think that company companies, people, whomever that do this kind of thing, I think it's kind of silly. I don't think there's a real reason because like I just said, um, you know, you may be saving a little money at the end of the day. But it only takes that one, you know, like for instance, for, for cars, like that one mishap of the car for that company to be fined millions upon billions of dollars, which, you know, would, would overshadow the money they actually right, saved. Right. That's just my, my Spe- opinion. Speaking of cars, you know, I know a lot of fans, including you, are fans of Tesla. Oh, yeah. Real big fan. Yeah. Hey, well, you know, I heard. You know, through the <laughs> there's a recall of over 300,000 of those things. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but, you know, I think it's the steering wheel or something they fall off. Because they're not good quality. No, I'm just kidding. That's misinformation. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know what it is really, but they're, they're being recalled for something. Yeah, I know that their lithium-ion batteries were pretty bad. I don't know if that's the issue or not. Probably more of a software thing yeah. uh, in or hardware thing, probably hardware, because I'd assume that you can update your shit wherever you're at. <laughs> yeah, I believe they, they submitted some of the fixes quite ingeniously uh, through over-the-air fixes, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah, kinda but cool. still at the end of the day, it doesn't solve everything. No, you still need so. somebody to get under the hood of that thing. Yeah, twist it, a wrench. the fact that it's non-serviceable is, is fairly <laughs> annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just kind of wish that it was more open in that regard. I think it's silly because it's like, it, re- it really reminds me of um, like the GeoHot PS3 Sony battle when uh, everyone was trying to fight Sony on the whole, like, hey, we bought the shit. You know, Apple too, like everyone was jailbreaking and stuff and people were like, hey, we bought these devices. We can do what we want with them as long as we're not distributing, you know, you know, um, their OS or whatever it is, yeah, their, their software. Mm, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it's it's true, though. We we paid for that device, you know. But, that, but because there's licensing and a whole bunch of other bullshit, people were like, yeah. oh, or the, those companies were, were trying to fight and, and say that, oh, well, our stuff, it's our IP. It's our software yeah. on there. And who won? Uh, I believe it was uh, in the people's favor. Don't yeah. quote me on that. I think GeoHot won. I'm not exactly sure because I know that if GeoHot didn't win, he wouldn't be like streaming and other shit like that. Who is that? Uh, he's a he's a hardware hacker. Oh, he's okay. um, mostly known for hacking like video game hardware, like the PlayStation Portable or the PSP, um, okay. PlayStation Three, things like that. And, and he also writes like computer code and stuff. Oh, so okay. never uh, heard of him. Yeah, he, he's a cool gamer hacker. Um, got it. Got yeah, it. came that, up through that. Yeah, he he's a hacker, but he's more in like video games and shit. I think okay. he does cybersecurity now. Again, don't quote me on it. But okay. you know. Uh, someone that I really that game it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he <laughs> you know, he kind of came up with a lot of um, you know, people like me and, and others in, in that scene. Okay, okay. Um, kind of okay. just like hacking games and modifying systems and shit like that. And um, yeah, I used to follow him and I watched that legal battle and all that. And that's kind of why I, I really know of him. And I, I hacked my PS3 because of him. So he, you know, he what he did was he he released the private key for the operating system. That's so that cool. yeah, that way you could basically sign software packages, up upload them and use them, whatever. Play pirated games or backups, whatever you want. Sounds like do. a DMCA issue that you're running head head first into if you're doing. Well, that that sure, but the whole battle was the battle of unlocking hardware and essentially just whether or not you own it after you buy it. It didn't right. really have anything to do, as far as I remember, um, with like the custom firmwares and shit that was fairly irrelevant compared to what was actually being discussed and, and like 
you know, trialed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was, I thought that was pretty interesting because it, it really popped up a lot of, um, you know, discussions about whether or not we actually own our devices. You know, if you buy a Microsoft Surface, is that your Microsoft Surface tablet that you just bought or is that Microsoft's shit that you just happened to lease from where whatever store that you just bought it from? Yeah. And that was the whole thing is, you know, people... I believe, and, and a lot of people believe, that once you've bought something, you know, you, you've given tender for a, you know, a product, then, or currency or whatever, then that's your product. Then, you know, you own that. Regardless if you can connect to a remote server or not, you know, it right, still right. should be considered your your product. You purchased it. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, as, as pardon me, as, as a uh, hacker from the, the back in the day, right, with satellites specifically, you know, that's that's how I felt, right? You know, with with satellite signals, like, well, well, shit. You know, they're beaming this shit from space. Who's going to know what I'm doing? Yeah, and it was it was very intriguing to actually. It, it, I mean, the intrigue was overwhelming, right? It was it was intoxicating. Just the intrigue alone. Well, I agree and, with that. Uh, it's, yeah, so it's similar I, to radio for me, at least. Yeah, because yeah. I never really got into satellites as deep as you had. Right. Right. Uh, but for me, radios, you know, radio signal, same deal. I mean, the, these things are in our airspace. So to say Absolutely. that to say that we're not allowed to observe um, and and you know receive and transmit or whatever, maybe not transmitting, but receiving for sure and decoding and decrypting and so on. To say that we're not allowed to do that, I think is is fairly asinine because again you're beaming that shit through my body man like to say say that i'm not allowed to to look at or hear the signal or see the signal that you're literally shooting through my fucking body at (laughs) hypersonic frequencies is ridiculous well so i mean it's it'd be again it'd be one thing if i were to transmit on those frequencies which you know I, i feel is whatever but again, to, to receive them, that's, you know, why, who's to say that I can't receive them? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if folks, if you're interested in actually seeing what the hell's being beamed through, you can get something that's called a software-defined radio. And, you know, I've, uh, we, you and I, Crash, actually did a show on SDR yeah. back in the day. So, folks, if you want to know more about SDR and its capabilities to see the spectrum of radio that's around you and yeah. that, that goes through you yeah. is uh You can literally visualize it. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's quite interesting. And and I you know, and so that's my recommendation if you guys want to see you know, I love SDR and, and I mm. I believe there's about not a day that goes by that i'll really just tinker with it a little bit and see what's you know yeah yeah Yeah, it's a cool thing i I like being able to visualize the actual spectrum of frequencies that are around us yeah and so i started off with a little usb sdr receiver and Mm -hmm. then now i've grandfathered into a uh, sdr transceiver which you know i'm able to transmit on the Mm -hmm. specific frequencies that i'm able to discover and uncover and you know tune into yeah so i'm looking forward to you know I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing the feedback from our listeners on you know their results with sdr and uh be sure to uh be sure to let us know uh send us an email or uh ping us on twitter let's know. yeah for sure for sure wow yeah what a week man i uh hey went to uh university this week yeah hey, uh, i heard about that you told me yeah i had a uh, had an interesting i uh, spent four hours at university uh, yeah just, uh, speaking to the students and uh, get, preparing them for a future in cybersecurity and or electrical engineering, and so mm-hmm. I had a good uh, I had a good time uh, hanging out with the uh, the professors and the administrators there at the uh, the university, and so uh, thank you uh, to everyone involved with getting me to there to interview. How many people did I interview? Uh, I think in your email you said like. 10, 10, 12, yeah, yeah 12. something like that. Because you said you were there for like four or five hours. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, they were in 15-minute segments. So four, four, eight, 12, 16 people. Something 15, like that, yeah. People. Yeah, it was interesting, and uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, I was able to meet, you know, kids, right? You know, like, not, and I say kids, right? You know, I'm, I'm Yeah, but they're in their 20s. Yeah, but like they're that. in their 20s. Yeah. And, so young Some young of them, people, were, I, I think you said that one of them was a, a little bit older, maybe around your age. Yeah, there was they, one of the students. So, yeah, my misappropriation indeed. But, you yeah, know, students, right? And uh, <laughs> yeah. college students. And so, 
it, it was fun uh, getting them prepared for uh, a, a developing uh, an interesting career in cybersecurity yeah. as they prepare to graduate or as they continue their studies in cybersecurity and computer science and or electrical engineering. <laughs> That's a lot. Very cool. That's a lot. Yeah. You know, I, have to, yeah. I have to really do the whole revving up thing from the stomach to get my speaking uh, voice going and you know it's well, like, that's that's what it's all about you gotta speak from the gut yeah and, and you gotta you know the whole you know learning how to breathe and when to pause mm-hmm. and all of that shit you know and you know and gets to you you know overwhelms you sometimes sometimes you can pass out with that shit you know you're like yeah you gotta take breaks and breaths <laughs> in between you know that's why there's something called punctuation which really <laughs> bothers me you know real quick since we're we're, we're flying by that topic yeah. people and i know it's the internet but people do not punctuate shit oh for sure and it bothers me to no end like how do you know the hell they're saying <clears throat> yeah man like, like they're what are you saying yeah i'm pe- bad for punctuation you know that people literally write an entire paragraph you know like or, or more <laughs> du- they'll, they'll do like a double paragraph you know one block of text yeah. no fucking commas no uh, apostrophes punk like you know periods question marks nothing just yeah. no punctuation and like you just said like how the hell am I supposed to read that? <laughs> I'll tell you. Like, you know, like I, I can usually decipher it because sometimes they use capitals, but you know, capitalization of yeah. letters and stuff like that. But sometimes it's, you know, they'll just write it all in lowercase and then it, it just, I do that. I don't understand do how that. people think that others can <laughs> read that kind of shit. Like I, it, it looks like a garbled thought. Like I don't understand it. I, I it reminds know, me of being in first grade writing on my papers. <laughs> I'm, I'm truly, <laughs> truly, and I know you're looking at me with that evil eye, but you know I'm truly, truly guilty of punctuation, and well, I'm not ashamed. Well, I'm I'm not ashamed because I don't know. At this point, I feel like shit. I should be able to talk to my computer like Scotty. Hey, yeah. computer, do fill out a, a blah 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 and do this and make sure you spell it right. Right, like check right. your own spelling. Well, that's we're not the there. thing is that, and yeah, disappointed. we're not there. And and whenever we're talking to people, we're talking to people. We're not talking to yeah. the computer. And I think people really forget that. And I think that's why there's so much animosity online. And, you know, whenever I, for instance, I, I play video games and, and shit. And so whenever I join like a, a, a game, sometimes there'll just be people yelling and screaming slurs and vulgarity. Senseless. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like, they just forget that they're, they're actually talking to real people. Like they're not just bots in a match that can talk back like they're actual people right. with lives and, and families real and world. friends and shit yeah it's real yeah. world stuff real world shit and and i think people really forget that and and they go um you know very primal is is the word that i'd pick it because just the shit that i hear and right. the shit that i've oh seen done like, I mean, people swat other people just because they'll lose, like, a fucking, you know, basketball game. Wow. In online. The, online. It's like, wow. it's, it's even if there's no money or nothing, like, I've heard some horrific shit. And so, yeah. and I don't understand why people, you know, can't, can't really think about that. Like, yeah. hey, that's another person. Like. You know, they they got dreams and aspirations and all that yeah, shit. You're, you're interfering with that shit. Yeah, and, and you know, I think I think it's just wild. It's just just the masks that people put on. I suppose is the point. Yeah, you know, that's interesting that you bring that up because for the past six or seven weeks, I've been doing. You know, I you know I I have interests, right? And there's yeah. it's not all work related, and right. And one of those interests is the segment, the segmental purveyance of violence in America. And so what I've been doing is I've been going through Twitter and gathering, you know, uh, obtaining feeds of violence, right? From, you know, uh, best knockouts and uh, mm-hmm. lo-fi hip hop or what is it? Uh, uh, best fights and best, no- uh, you know. World all, star. Yeah, world star and all this stuff. And so I've been gathering data from all of these fights of or, and and vi- or these feeds of violence, and I've been actually building a graph. And uh, yeah, I've got about three more weeks of data to compile. But um, yeah, so uh, you know, and th- this is all data that's compiled of you know brutal fights of 
you know, uh, many demographics, and mostly of them, unfortunately, are are kids in school, in high school. Yeah, usually uh, teenagers. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, building an algorithm to, you know, detect all of that, it's been interesting. And then build, you know, build chartable data for me to actually provide, a, a, you know, a visual index of, you know, the, the, the graphical violence by state, by city, by, you know, by location based on many different parameters yeah. that set. But so that's what I've been working on as well. And uh, I find that interesting uh, that you had mentioned that previously. And I wanted to bring that up yeah, because that yeah. was, uh, you, you know, the, the, the geographical data that I'm obtaining is, is interesting. You know, uh, the amount of data and the, the, the actual pinpointed, uh, uh, the pinpointed location of these uh, data streams that I'm able to obtain. Right. And uh, eventually, you know, one day I'll share that. Uh, when I'm completed with the project, I will definitely share that with yeah, our listeners. Yeah, post on GitHub or something. I or will. Or make a website yourself. Who knows? Yeah, I'll just put it in a directory and uh. link it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting pro- side project uh, that I've been working on. You know, it's just one of those things I'm curious about. You know, it's like, where... Where is the violence in America, right? You know, specifically, not not anywhere else, not globally, just here in America. You know, like where is this violence really occurring, and what type of what, you know, what are the demographics? What are the and what what are the you know what what are the, what are the circumstances? Where what are all of the circumstances in uh, surrounding that particular index in the violent stream in the violence stream that mm-hmm. and it's it's interesting. It's interesting that that that's for sure. So I, I know we have quite a few data scientists that listen to our, our podcasts. And if you're interested in that sort of uh, information, please feel free to reach out to me uh, at gummo at hackers.xxx where I, um, I could share my data that I've uncovered so far. Uh, and so uh, I've written two little simple algos that uh, that work quite well. So uh, I'm afraid to go a little further into, it. you know, I don't want to break what I've built so far. So. Yeah, so that's what I've been working on. Uh, well, it's spring. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice and warm. Yeah, it's like uh, 80-something degrees here today. You know, I was, it's not bad, yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, not bad. I want to go to the beach. I was, uh, you know, I wanted to go to the beach, but I, I just laid around in my bathroom all day. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Man, you know, I, I, I slept in and out, in and out of, you know, I'd sleep, wake up. Just had a good time, just uh, not doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Your body tells you when you need to rest. Yeah, uh, yeah, I got some rest. And um, anything cool going on? Anything? Any technology? Any anything going on? You know, I I didn't. I I thought you would never ever ask. You know what a tracker pixel is? Don't. uh, Yeah, actually, do. You do know what a tracker? But I don't know if uh, all of our uh, audience members. Do our well, listeners, folks? What we folks? A tracker pixel is is literally an image or some sort of piece of data that's embedded in an email that's sent along, and when you open it or read it or even preview it, it shows that it's been delivered to your eyeballs. And so these are little minuscule pieces of data. Usually, they're little JPEGs or PNG files that are set to a resolution of like zero to, you know, zero times zero, which actually displays zero pixels, but it's embedded into the frame of the message being sent to you. And so these, these pixels, pardon me, are, are ways to identify who you are, what you're doing, you know, your browser, your IP and all of that stuff. And so that's what a tracker pixel is, man. And they've been around. And so you they, say you're familiar with them. Yeah, they're an old technique. It's it is you know depending old school. Yeah, really depending on how you use it. Um, you know, old school ways is like, and I don't know if this is still the way, but you'd put the the image itself on a web server, and whenever your 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 email's loaded, um, that image is actually going to ping that server, and so that server is going to get all the information from whatever machine or whatever you're on. Um, and it'll actually give it and log it to that server. But it, again, that's kind of an older way of doing it. I'm not exactly sure how kids are doing it nowadays, but that that's usually what it was done back in the day. Yeah, and that's, you know, and that's, um, 
Uh, yeah, that's that's a process, I guess. But hey, so you know, I tell you what, you know, to so to to defend against that, right? There's many different there's different many different measures, right? In your email program, it will ask you, right? In your email program, it'll say, "Hey, do you want to load images?" Just deny that. Yeah, you can. You should be able to technically turn off all resources uh-huh. on your email client. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if you can't, then I'd suggest switching email clients. Make it text only too. Make your email yeah. reading, you know, your inbox text only, right? Yeah. Where you you don't display HTML. Yeah, write a script or something that downloads your emails into a text file, you know, yeah. and then read the text file. You know, that's that's the easiest way of doing it, in my opinion. Well, yeah. That way you not only get your email, but you can store them, sort them, read them how you want to, you know, look at them. Yeah, so, I do that. I do that uh, with one of my email addresses. I, I wrote a script that actually sends me an SMS when it gets an email. Yeah, that'd be a pain in my ass. I get thousands of emails. Well, it's just a special email that. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. I, get, I get the use case. I'm just saying, like for my my actual email, that'd be a pain in my ass. But yeah, write a script, write a program, make make a fucking harvesting tool or something to, to harvest your own emails and sort them and shit like that. All kinds of shit. Yeah. I mean, that's usually what it's about, right? Right. Right. Hey, guess what? Real quick, I don't want to spend too much time on it because I want to tell you about this cool little gadget I found. But I did hear from Ice. He's in okay. Sao Paulo. Hey, Ice, I know you hear us in Sao Paulo, and uh, we, we'll be down soon. We'll be down in a few weeks. See you. But I heard from Ice. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's Good got, to know uh, he's doing well. Yeah. I thought he you know, he went for an adventure in the jungle. Yeah. Out in the Amazon, oh I believe. God. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, I'm going to get him back on the show in a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. When we get down there. Anyhow, hey, you know, there's a lot of things that are cool in that, you know, I, I just kind of throw out the, the window when I see it, you know, it's like, oh, that's gadgety or anything. But, you know, when Motorola makes something and, you know, I kind of, you know, take a nod to it. And it, one of the things that I found is something that's really cool, right? So, like a lot of us, you know, we have traditional messaging systems and capabilities, you know, that we use. It's kind of cool, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, one of the things that I've, I've, I've uncovered is a really cool device, and it's called the Cat S75 or the Motorola DeFi 2. And it's really cool. And it basically is a satellite link. And it's, a, it, it's really something really cool. I, I just showed it to you. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very cool looking. It's, it's a super small cool. device. Yeah, it's a credit card size device, uh, device rather measuring seventy millimeters by fifty millimeters by eleven millimeters and weighing seventy grams. That contains the MediaTek's three GPP NTN standard modem to support Bullet Satellite Connect, plus an eSIM right for independent GPS. Uh, it connects via Bluetooth to any iOS or Android device, and it's rugged enough, right? It's got a little rugged little you know dongle that you can put on your key ring yeah i really 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 super duper 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 think that's cool you know because it has it gives you an additional capability to connect to someone when you're out of range like and it happens often oh yeah yeah okay i see what you're saying yeah you're using the satellites man yeah yeah i thought that was cool yeah i I like to bring that up that's what i wanted to bring up uh, let's see here. Let's go through the ransomware of the week. Ransomware of the week uh, goes to, oh my God, Fruit Giant Dole. You know, the people that make, uh, you know, all the juices and stuff. Yeah. They got hit with ransomware. Really? Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. They got they got hit. They got uh, hit hard. Anyhow... That was our ransomware of the week uh, segment. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Hey, uh, I want to kind of just wrap it up uh, real, here real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted you to just kind of uh, give us uh, everybody an update on what you've discovered in VR so far. Oh, you know, so I, I honestly can't rant and rave about this shit enough. Um, 
I'll start with this. So I was I was playing another game the other day. I started getting into the game. So we'll start there. Because um, before, when I first got the device, I, I was more or less messing around with... Uh, it's called Quest Link because I have an Oculus Quest. Uh, and there's other headsets too. So this isn't verbatim. So, But I was messing around with the, the linkage of it. And for at least in the Oculus, you can uh, you know link up with a cable or wireless or whatever. And I believe I've mentioned this before. Um, and I also obviously figured out if you've listened to the previous shows that you can, in fact, uh, upload, um, unsigned code to these devices and run your own virtual reality applications. And, and so with that in mind, again, you can kind of do whatever. Um, I've seen people now just riding trains and cars and stuff, but what's crazy, and I haven't done this, but. I, I believe that you can actually take over systems and networks and shit with these things because they're full on uh, computers that have just a virtual reality interface for them. I mean, they have a CPU, a GPU, they have memory, uh, you know, they, they got the whole, the whole works. And so with that interface, as well as the ability to load unsigned code, um, you now open the door for potential attackers to take these things, seem like they're playing a game or something like that. Oh, I see what you're saying. And oh, my God. And while they're sitting there playing their game, seemingly to you or yeah. whomever else, they're what they're really doing is taking over a fucking network or a company or whatever. With and or sending people to a content that they do, don't wish to, to desire to see. Right, because Holy what's fuck. crazy is that, like I just mentioned, these things have AirLink, right? And so you can connect to a computer that has the right software. However, if you rewrite software and run unsigned code, theoretically, you can connect to any computer that's within range that has Holy that wireless God. capability of, of receiving your p sent packets. And so, again, that opens up a whole other fucking door of That is of very misuse. interesting. That yeah. is very, very interesting. Yeah. God almighty. I, I, yeah, once, you, and once you brought that up, I'm sitting here going, oh, my God, that's, that opens up so many doors. And not only doors currently, right, for what you've just explained, but mm. for doors in the future, right, where people are going to you know, have wearables embedded inside of their right. bodies. Right, yeah. And what's crazy oh God, that's is... terrifying. Well, here's the crazy, oh, even more scary thing, is that no one's really writing malware or root kits or anything like that for, for these VR. devices. Yeah, and, and when kits. I say that, I mean I'm mostly um, giving a nod towards like authorities, governments, law enforcement, that kind of thing. Though those kinds of uh, entities, they're not doing anything for these kinds of, of, of hardware. So theoretically, and, and of course there are individuals that have made malware and shit. But theoretically, these things are safer than a Linux box to do your hacking on. So, and, and it's crazy because if you think about it, how are you going to infiltrate a fucking VR headset through a computer if you can't see what the fuck that they're actually looking at? And I'm sure that you can, you know, attach That's to the API and all that, crash. you know. But, but yeah, think about it. So instead of using a traditional computer, you yeah. now have a mobile fucking unit that you can wear, look at, and no one else can see what you're doing besides you. <laughs> and you can literally run your code and hack shit on the go. And, and what's even cooler is you could play music from Spotify all while you're doing it. I tell you what, <laughs> I tell you what, the what? next talk that I give, uh -huh. I'm going to start it out by saying we're all screwed. No, I mean, no. we're not all screwed. <laughs> that's the misconception. Everyone's like, oh, the end of the world, so blah, 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 blah. No. Good. That's good. You're not all screwed. That's that's it, that's the laughable joke. Is I'm that, a little bummed that Dole got hacked. Uh, I'm a little bummed that Dole got I hacked. Go back to VR. What? Yeah, I hope they don't fuck with my pineapple juice. I did, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's why man. I brought it up. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Anyway, yeah, yeah, back, yeah. To, back to VR. Um, yeah, so it's, it's really cool. Um, the, the, the technology is absolutely mind-blowing. So for me, you know, I, I play video games I, i've played all sorts of shit wait 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 wait. while well, i'm thinking about guys what? 
give Dole their keys and don't fuck with them. They make killer shit. Don't fuck with my pineapple yeah, juice. Yeah, don't fuck with Dole. Come on, dude. Give Dole a break. Yeah, what the fuck did Dole do? All they, they just do- make fucking pineapple juice, they man. Just You're fucking pine- with our yeah, shit. they squish fruit all day long. Give You're them a break. You're fucking with our jive, man. Yeah, man. All right, go ahead. All right, Sorry. cool. All right. <laughs> no, but, um, but anyway, yeah, so I was saying that I play video games, yada, yada. And, and so I played this new game last night, and um, you know, it's not like super in-depth or anything. It's just you know, like an arcade game, really. Uh, it's called uh, Propagation, and it's a zombie killing game and stuff like that. But the thing is, is that I was playing this in the dark, so it was like completely immersive. And in the game, you're like in this dingy train station area, and there's like zombies walking towards you and shit. If you ever played, uh, I think it's like Haunted House or Haunted Asylum or whatever, those right. arcade games that have the guns with the cables attached to them, if you've ever seen those, they have like the red and the blue gun or something like that. Anyway, if you've ever... Oh, played, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, or Resident Evil at the arcade. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay thank yeah, you. Yeah, I was sorry. about to say, like, what am I, in an I'm alternate feeling, universe? Yeah, I was like, what's he talking about? Then I'm like, all right, yeah. yeah all right. I'm about to say, all right, anyway, um, so it's kind of like that style of gameplay uh, where it's just like the character moves for you and you just kind of look around and shoot yeah. shit. But anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is that the the graphic fidelity of the assets, the zombies and the blood and the guns or whatever, it, it was highly realistic and, and to the point where there's... I really don't get scared when I play these kinds of games, right. even in VR, you know? Yeah. But... There's a point, you know, where there, where I could hear some shit shuffling around, and I, I already taken out a bunch of zombies and scary <laughs> creatures, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling tough in the game and shit, <laughs> and, and this some things like just scurrying around, you know, shuffling around, and then and then right. and I'm turning around, I don't see anything. It's dark, it's pitch black, and then all of a sudden I hear this this crazy zombie sound, and then I, I hear something running at me, and then I, I turn, man, yeah. and there's this thing running at me super oh, fast and no way yeah and, and and so like the your instincts are to either run away or fight as much as possible yeah, and yeah. so for me like in the game fight or flight yeah. yeah and so in the game you, you know you have to hold a certain button to hold your guns right um it's called a grip trigger grip anyway trigger. beside the point i basically let go of everything yeah. you know all the buttons and everything and i'm panicked just, well, because I'm not trying to shoot, like you can't really. Oh, you want to punch that dude in real yeah, life? Yeah, so I punched. I was started just oh, punching the punch, fuck out of it. Swinging on this dude. I really, was swinging on the zombie, and what's cool oh, man, is just that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, pop, pop, pop. And, at the, and what's man, cool is swinging. in the game is that like when you swing enough, and, yeah. and, and what's cool is you got to swing hard. Like yeah. these games, they can tell if you don't swing hard enough, For real? and that's the craziest part about. It. Yeah, the, in the game. In the beginning, it's like, um, you know, punch a zombie in, in the head. And, you know, if you punch it real light, it'll say punch harder. Yeah. You know, and then it, it eventually, if you punch hard enough, like the zombie's head will explode <laughs> and shit like that. You know, real fun, yeah, you know, mature kind of fun. But um, sure, you got hands for those zombies. Yeah, it was yeah. fun though because you wow. can you, you could literally like be shooting one zombie, then you could backhand yeah. another zombie, and the head will explode or some That's shit. Crazy. But it, but my point is that the the graphic fidelity is so realistic at this point Realism. that it feels like you're there, like. It, at one part, there's a bunch of soldiers that appear and help you out. And I'm standing there while they're talking. I'm like, you know, just like looking at them like, yeah, 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 Captain. Yeah, Kern. Yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. Yes, blah, blah. And you could look at them and all sorts of stuff. It's it's um, it's um, an entirely different world. And I know that I've talked about this shit already, but it's yeah. just... it's No, no. I've, I've, I wanted an update. Yeah, it's... Um, That's the update. You could, you could, you could literally hack these things. Well, yeah, you know, people always talk about, you know, going into your dreams and, you know, walking around your dreams. We're there. That's it. We're literally there. At this point, you can put on these headsets and and you you have all of these crazy peripherals too now. Like it's not just the headset and where you're just looking around. There's more. There's more. Much more. And I'm pretty sure I've discussed it before, but you can get what's called full body tracking. And oh, yeah. they're, they're little tracker sensors that you just put on like your, your arms and your legs and I shit. I just saw a thing today they sell in Japan that l- lets you feel the realism of a kiss online. So, and then now there's this, these crazy. things. Yeah. So now you have what are called uh, haptic suits. 
you have like these these are mocap suits right and some of these depending on what you get you can get a full mocap haptic suit you can get little just like a a chest armor kind of looking thing um but yeah you're right these these things are getting so realistic that you can start to feel you know people touching you if you have the haptic suit creepy man well here's the creepiest part here's something even creepier yeah there's this thing there's a there's a psychological phenomenon known as phantom sense phantom sense and if you know what i'm talking about what it is and if you don't know what i'm talking about i'll say here is basically it's similar to a phantom limb limb sensation oh like phantom pain or phantom pain yeah yeah i know what that is it's very very similar to the you know to that kind of thing and and so what happens is yeah so like if is if a person has like let's say they have really heightened phantom sense right yeah and so it'd be me you can go up to them and touch them on the forehead or something and in their their body reacts like in their brain they think that they're getting touched and 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 they in their brain reproduces that sensation of being touched and so they feel like you're actually touching them you're starting to fuck you yeah that's starting to fuck with all kinds of dimensions of who we are as we talked about years ago right and so and so this is kind of like introducing a an entirely different level of neurological phenomenon that are not even being thought about honestly i mean other than this one thing that i'm discussing now i mean this one thing is 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 yeah, it's very well known, at least in the VR community. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know it was a thing until I started literally looking into it. Like, what yeah. is? What are these people talking about? What is this? Blah blah blah. And then I found out what it was, and it's even crazier because people will utilize this. You know, like two people will go into the game, and you know they'll be intimate with each other. Right, right. And, and so it, it's it's interesting because to me that oh, reminds God. me of a scene in uh, Demolition Man from I think the the late eighties. Right, um, and in that movie, um, the the characters they go into a virtual reality. They like plug in like the Matrix or whatever, and they, and they become intimate in a like virtual reality space. Wow! And, and you know they have sex and shit, but they don't actually. They're not actually they're not physical. Actually touching. Yeah. So they have sex in VR. Yeah, and, and so that's already that's a thing now. That's and, a thing now. But here's that's now. It was all right. So it was already a thing, that's like cybering. If it, if anyone remembers, like old school '90s <laughs> cybering, early 2000s cybering. You know, you'd get on a fucking phone call or I vi- never video cybered. Chat, whatever. That's you nasty. know, you'd get on a video call or something. You know, you'd cyber yeah. someone. Um, but now you can put on a headset and literally like if you have this phantom sense um thing you can literally feel someone and it's that's so fucking absolutely weird. bizarre that, that that's way out of my pay grade well and it's even more bizarre because <laughs> there's games that are being developed that have extreme physical um yeah sensational uh or not, they have extreme physics is what i was gonna say yeah. and, and so like um there's a demo i played as a physics demo and you you could like spawn a character right and you could right. push them around and shit and i i pushed one of the characters and i kind of got a glimpse like a slight glimpse for a split second of of the phantom sense thing because when i first did it you know not after the second or right. or more right. when i kind of pushed that character um i i could i i felt like i could kind of feel it like that i was actually pushing them but of course you know my my brain regrounded into reality i'm like oh wait no this is just a game but still it's just the, the fact that that's even an open door or you know, a door that people can go through and, and actually experience that kind of sensation, I think is is very interesting from a scientific point of view. And, and I think that um, the more that people dive into um, you know biohacking, which is a real big thing, upcoming thing, I think that'll be more explored in the future because, again, it's a, it's a real big thing. It's a neurological hack rather than just biological, but it's part of that entire realm. So... I think it's cool. Thank um, you for sharing with everybody. Yeah, That's, yeah. You know, it's fascinating to understand what we've what we've learned from you so far, and keep keep us updated on the next show. I'm gonna ask you uh, yeah. what, what else is going on in VR. Yeah, I, I'm gonna make that a thing, man. Every time we do the show, I'm gonna be like, what's going on in VR? I'll tell you the next evolution in VR, and I've talked about this years and years ago before it was even displayed at like CES. Right. Um, is that 
eventually, you know, obviously you got like shit like Neuralink. So like true VR in, you know, 50, 100 years, whatever, that'll be, that'll be a thing where you can deep dive into like an actual VR. But the next step that I see that's logical and reasonable um, are going to be contact lenses. Wow. So now imagine these VR headsets being, and it's happening, you know, Moore's Law and all that stuff. Right, right. They're being compactified into their smallest form factor. And eventually, when the technology is prominent enough and, and efficient enough, you'll be able to, to compact it into a little contact lens and you'll have virtual reality overlays every day, just in your eye. You, you won't need you know, a power source or anything, it'll most likely, you know... Uh, Just wake up. Yeah, wake it'll up probably use... Sesame your, Street every day. Well, here's the cool thing, is that <laughs> that there there are um, power sources, or not power sources, game. but but devices that are powered by um, bioelectricity. Yeah. And so, because you know, everyone should know, and I hope everyone knows, that your body produces electromagnetic frequencies and, and static and, you know, just electricity in general right i mean that's how your heart is, is pumping so there there's technology and i can see this in the future for this these vr contact lenses Sorry. i may be wrong but yeah. still it, it is these contact lenses will be powered by your bioelectric bioelectrical signals and, and that's it's it's a doable thing let me give you a place it is that's, that's quite terrifying crash but yeah and then you you'll know, then you have vr hacking and shit and no one will be able to fucking it, see it at all that's that's the most terrifying shit i've ever heard it but i Imagine saw humor in it by the fact that i could see these devices being powered by literally your heart well yeah and then like some fucking you know so let's let's fast forward mentally here to the year 2272 sure and you see the an advertise and people are getting advertisements for the contact 242 and now it's powered by your heart and it doesn't put as much strain on your heart if you're having a heart oh. attack <laughs> switch to the 2702 yeah and well it's, it's just bizarre because yeah. i know that's a future that's for someone's great 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 kids. well yeah man and it was uh, it was crazy is that those contact screwed. lenses those those lenses will be We're as screwed. prominent I'm and as like We're all screwed they'll they'll be like gifted oh as God. toys just like a playstation so your kids will have these fucking contact contact lenses going into VR and shit yeah. and, and it'll just be an everyday occurrence. You'll wear your VR headset or your or contact lenses <laughs> to the grocery store. That way, that no, way you can, that. that way you get an overlay of your, your, you yeah. know, shopping list or whatever. You, know, you won't be, be able to live without it. Most people won't. Yeah. And then you'll have Blade oh Runner God. kind of shit going on or oh uh, was it not, not Blade Runner. Um, well, probably Blade Runner. I mean, that's, that's already kind of a thing. Um, but fucking, terrifying crash thanks for scaring the hell out of uh, me. i can keep going uh, well it's either way you know it crash is not purposely out to do that folks uh, crashes literally tell you what's being developed right here in in the now yeah i'm for, telling for you what's you to yeah. expect and, that's, and, and that's, maybe how to avoid the you know the repercussions the yeah. the negativity that can it's come with such a thing yeah we're looking at it from that point of view and crash God bless you, man, for dropping out that information yeah. on VR yeah, thank for, you for well. listeners. Yeah. Folks, uh, we're going to get out of here. We shared enough hacker bullshit with you this week. Uh, hopefully, we it, Crash Bro, it looks like the levels are, are kicking really good. So yeah. I'm really happy with that. And and literally, the only time we, yeah, we, yeah, we're past that. Folks, keep up with us. Keep up to date with us. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform, wherever you find us. We are working on a new Roku app uh, as you know right now, but we've also got ten thousand other things that we're doing as well. And so, um, to stay in touch with us, email us at um, what is it? Gummo at hackers xxx. Yeah. Uh, and uh, also, you can ping us on Twitter. You can ping. <clears throat> wow. You can ping me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash gummo g u m m o xxx. And uh, you can also find us at neverrain.org as well. And so plenty of ways to get in touch with us, plenty of ways to listen to this show and other shows from the past if your curiosity peaks your teapot. And other than that, we're going to get out of here because next week is show number 250. And I've got a special guest that I, I want to get on the show for show number 250. Actually, a few special guests. So we're going to get out of here. And until then, please take care of yourself. Buon noche. Echiyama will love you all. Bye.
Peace. Check.